Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, Director of Policy at Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today I'm here with Patrice Onwuka, Senior Policy Analyst at Independent Women's Forum, and we're going to be discussing a recent report that showed that support for the Democratic Party may be declining among Black women specifically. And Patrice wrote about this in a column for Newsmax, where she is a contributor, Um, so I'm anxious to hear her thoughts. And Patrice, I hesitated when I said your name because I wasn't sure (laughs) if you go by um, Patrice Onwuka or Patrice Lee Onwuka. Do you go by? Okay. (laughs) Fully transitioned to the married name now. So um, thanks for, thanks for joining me for today's podcast. Um, First, I, um, I was hoping we could look back a little bit and get a little context for what's going on politically uh, today. Because I've seen polls, you know, for the last, at least the last uh, few presidential elections that show that more than 90% of black women are supporting Democratic candidates. And this was true uh, for President Obama, um, then I guess we should say former President Obama, and even for Hillary Clinton, um, who of course opposed Donald Trump in 2016. Um, So that's a pretty overwhelming majority. I mean, I can't think of any other subset of voters that has that strong of a partisan uh, bent. So, this this uh, is not just something that the media is making up, that there's sort of a love fest between Black women and the Democratic Party, although I did see in the New York Times um, right after this year's election the headline uh, that says, a year after Trump, women and minorities give groundbreaking wins to Democrats. Um, so it seems like the, the trend is holding pretty strong, that um, women, and especially Black women, are big time supporters of the Democratic Party. So I want to get your thoughts on why that is. How did that come to be? And um, why is there such strong support for Democrats among black women? You know, I think uh, the strong support among black women, it's consistent among, you know, the black vote in general. Uh, And we can go back to, I think, two pivotal points um, in uh, in the, the, the past century when, um, you know, when before that blacks voted equally for, um, for Republican candidates as they did Democrats. And the first was, you know, around 1948, um, when Harry Truman really pushed for some civil rights. Um, and he also banned, uh, he, he instituted a federal ban on lynching. So I think blacks at that point said, wow, okay, we're going to, we're, we're going to start to con- reconsider how we're going to start voting. And then again, in 1964, you have the Civil Rights Act. And I think after that, and, and you know, I've, I've looked at some of the trend lines, um, those two are pivot, those two, uh, those two times are pivotal in cementing support among blacks for the Democratic Party. Um, and so right now, Generally, Republicans will get between eight and ten percent of the black vote, you know, on a on a, on a good presidential uh, election year. Um, but then, but then when when we look at women, the support is even stronger, and I think it's because women, black women, have a very high voter participation rate. They're not just voting at a high rate; they are. Um, they are registered to vote at a high rate. They are engaged at the civic, at the local level in civic, um, in, in politics. That it, and, and, you know, civic participation is very high among black women, in part because I think they shoulder so much of the burden of ensuring their family is taken care of. 
Um, and unfortunately, I think, um, you know, uh, they've fallen very much for the belief that government is best at providing for them and taking care of their needs rather than looking to the private sector. And there may be some failings from, um, you know, when we look at kind of how the private sector has um, has provided for, you know, provided uh, those um that, that market of ideas and opportunities, but that's but I still don't think that government solution is the best solution. Nonetheless, a lot of Black women do think so, and so you're seeing kind of the high voter participation and turnout rate, and and they are they have done a, a great job in putting you know President Obama into office. Um, in even this past Tuesday, I mean, ninety um, percent of Black women voted for the for the the uh, Democratic candidate for Virginia's governor. Um, compared to 47% of white women. So they have a, they are the underpinning of the Democratic Party. The question is whether the Democratic Party really acknowledges their issues. Well, so this brings us to um, what you wrote about in your column, and uh, I think this is actually a um, comes ultimately from a report called The Power of the Sister Vote. And, um, and so I want you to talk about that, because it seems like there's um, been maybe a little shift recently um, that suggests that black women could be disillusioned with the Democratic Party or that that strong, you know, rock solid support may not last forever. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, that trend and what it means? Sure. So Essence Magazine, which is kind of one of the uh, well-known black magazines, um, they partnered with the Black Women's Roundtable to to, um, poll thousands of black female voters um, and ask them, you know, about kind of their, whether the Democratic Party or any of the parties really speaks to their issues. And interestingly, three out of four black women who were polled said that they do, 74%. Now that sounds amazing, but, but not when you consider that last year, 80, 85% of black, of black women who participated in this poll said that, that the Democratic Party really spoke to their needs or met their needs. That's an 11-point drop in one year. Um, and so I think that indicates to us that uh, that's one data point indicating that, you know, black women are, are becoming disenchanted with the party. Uh, I did some digging and I looked at it earlier this year. Um, a dozen uh, black female activists and elected officials, they penned an open letter to the chairman of the Democratic Party, Tom Perez, you know, saying, listen, we have supported you. We support this, this party. But you don't seem to support us. Where is your commitment to to acknowledging us, to include including us in you know some of the issues that we care about and that you were trying to go after? Um, and and unfortunately, it got a couple of headlines, but that open letter didn't really do much more than that. So I think there's growing angst. Um, I think there's growing discontent among Black women who feel like you know what their their vote is not being. Um, uh, considered as important as some of the other demographics, um, and 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 I, I call that they're called the side chick, so to speak, of the Democratic Party. It's it's that woman who's always there, that person, sorry, who's always there. Uh, you will always, you can always rely on them, and so you don't really have to woo them. You don't have to explain why you are the best person for them, why your ideas are the best for for the, to meet their needs. And I think that's where a lot of Black women are are falling. I will just pull in here. Um, you know, we, we recently just heard some of the, the uh, explosive revelations from Donna Brazil, who was the former chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee. Um, and, and she talked a lot about what's going on in the party, but she also raised some of the same concerns that black women seem to be overlooked and that their voice is minimized. So this is this is not going away. I know this is a, a tough question. It's hard to 
sort of generalize people in this way, but we are talking about black women and and of course there's a lot of diversity within that subset of voters but if we if we are using generalities then what are some of the issues i mean does the power of the sister vote study highlight um some policy issues or can you name some policy issues that you think of are you know maybe um disproportionate importance to this group because of the way that they're impacted Absolutely. So um, th- uh, this, this, the power of the sister vote does lay out some of the issues that are most important, not surprisingly, and not very different from women in general. Um, affordable health care is at the top of their list. Um, criminal justice reform, that's number two. And that's really interesting because you consider that, you know, not, not only are black women disproportionately pro- affected by uh, the criminal justice system, you know, being in it particularly at the state level, you know, but when a, a member of their family is incarcerated for a long period of time, like a husband or a boyfriend or, you know, a, a male breadwinner, um, with these women are the ones who are left to pick up uh, the family and keep the family running and providing shelter and providing for the needs of the family. So criminal justice reform is very important to them. You know, education is number three on their list uh, and living wage uh, jobs. I mean, what's interesting is that issues that you would think women should care about, as we're told, um, things like reproductive rights is actually number nine or 10 on their list of issues that they really care about. So it tells us that, you know, black women, though, though a little bit different, a lot of the issues that we care about are very fundamental bread and butter issues that all women care about, that all people care about, you know, being able to provide for your family, having affordable health care, being able to find a job that pays you so that you can, you know, take care of your family. These are not, these are not really that unique. I do think, though, that the criminal justice um, issue is a very important one, and it is one that is higher on the list for Black women. Well, this, uh, my next question is something that I, I often ask myself, and I think we we get asked this question a lot at Independent Women's Forum, um, but that is, you know, where do we draw the line on identity politics? Because what we're talking about here sounds a lot like identity politics. We're grouping people based on demographic characteristics. Um, and it seems like the left does a pretty good job doing this. I guess um, if we're being charitable, we call it targeted messaging or outreach. And if we're, <laughs> if we're feeling less charitable, we call it pandering, right? So I guess um, this, this kind of um, targeting of specific groups of voters, um, I think there's this widespread attitude on the political right um, that it sort of thinks, well, you know, what, what works for white people works for black people and what works for men works for women. And, you know, ultimately we're all Americans. So there's really no need to talk about people in these groups and there's no reason to, you know, separate people, uh, into different, you know, races and religions and genders and so forth, but we should just focus on good policies for everyone. Um, so I want to ask you if that's, do you think that's a mistake, um, that the political right is making, um, do we need to spend more time, like, focusing on benefits um, of conservative policy ideas for specific groups of people, or should we just talk about how good policy benefits everyone? You know, I, I'd like to believe that, that just focusing on good policy uh, would be enough. Uh, I, I, I think it's a missed opportunity um, that I think the, the right falls into, unfortunately, which is that, you know, uh, assuming that everyone's experience is exactly the same and that every message will be received um, from the same messenger is the same. And, and unfortunately, it's not the case. I mean, when you look at the Hispanic community, for example, um, when you're able to build will with their very family oriented and community focused. And so, 
You know, if you're going, if you want to make um, headwinds from a policy perspective, I've seen a lot of grassroots organizations do well by going into the communities first, building a rapport, and using people who actually can speak the language, um, believe in the same thing, and also kind of look the same to say, okay, you, you can take out a lot of the partisan um, differences that you've been told because, you know, you have a certain expectation that because you're Hispanic, you vote this way, or black, you vote this way. No, let's, let me show you somebody who maybe your sister or your cousin, and they think that this is a good policy idea. So here's why you should be open to that message. And I think that's, that's where you can have some really great inroads. So I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for having messengers that 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 represent the broad spectrum of our of our philosophical orientation. There are conservatives um, and libertarians of of every who look very different from what people consider them to look like. But at the end of the day, we have the right policy. We have the the numbers on our side. We just have to have the right messaging, and and sometimes in some cases the right effective messengers. Um, at the end of the day, and, and and whatever it takes to really win people over is what matters. I mean, we can we can say, well, I won't get into identity politics, or I won't want, I don't want to micro-target folks, but but we we individually we kind of self-select into lots of groups. Like moms will naturally um, uh, will naturally find other moms when we go to a new setting and talk about what what connects us. You know, we look for those um, those similarities, and, and and it's in those similarities that we're able to build trust and foster uh, trust in what someone else says. And that's where then you can begin to push your ideas uh, and 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 make them resonate, rather than just kind of throwing them out there and hoping somebody grasps at it. So that that's my personal perspective. Well, that's uh, it's it's fascinating to me, Patrice. I just hope that um, more people on the on the right will um, you know be open to to your suggestions and and that our policy ideas can break through with um, people of all different backgrounds and all different yeah. persuasions. Um, so I'm, I'm really hopeful for the future. I, I guess I should, you know, emphasize that just because uh, there's a group like black women who um, are feeling disillusioned with the Democrat Democratic Party, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're running, you know, into the arms oh, no. of the GOP, right? <laughs> they actually are not. They're going independent. And I'll tell you, the, the personal experience I've had when I when I wrote this piece and shared it on social media, I've had a number of Black women from out of the blue who, who contacted me and said, hey, I love your, your, I love what you wrote. I'm totally in agreement with that, but I'm not going to the Republican Party. I want to be independent. I want people to actually buy for my vote. And you know, I tell them, that's fantastic. That is exactly what you as an, an, as an engaged citizen should be doing. You should ensure that whomever you're going to cast your ballot for, they are, they are, they're trying to appeal to you, <clears throat> excuse me, to explain to you why they are the best person or why their ideas are the best for, to, to meet your needs or to help your community. And so no one should take your vote for granted, but it's absolutely true. I, there is a bump in the number of black women who are going independent. Um, and, and, and that correlates. <laughs> and there's a, there may be, there's actually no change in the number who are going to Republicans. So that, that tells you right there. Yeah. Well, I, um, sounds like you're pretty open to, uh, to chatting with folks on social media. So I hope it's okay with you if I share your Twitter handle. Yes, please, <laughs> okay. do, please do. You can find uh, Patrice on Twitter at Patrice Pinkfile. And you can also um, reach out to IWF on Twitter at IWF. And we're on multiple other forms of social media as well. You can visit our flagship website, IWF.org. And there you can find Patrice's column called 
black women leaving the Democratic Party, cracking the base. Um, thanks, Patrice, for joining me on today's uh, IWF podcast. And to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.